T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two of Sports Daily, the final Sports Daily of 2022. Before we turn the page, turn the calendar over into 2023. Tommy Caster, Paul Savage, and Jad Chambers producing the show today. Paul, did you know that 10 years ago today, a couple of different things happened. Kansas City, the Chiefs, played their last game before Andy Reid became head coach. And uh, it was a blowout uh, against the Denver Broncos. In fact, at one point, the Broncos were up 38-3 to on the Romeo Cornell-coached Kansas City, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And Andy Reid was fired from the Philadelphia Eagles. How different have things been a decade since that time in 2012? Well, some things are just meant to be, I guess, Tommy. I mean, how, how else can you phrase that? Uh, you know, obviously, Andy Reid, one of the top five winningest coaches in the history of the NFL. I mean, we're talking... We're talking in terms of the greats, the legends, you know, the, the those guys that are in lore with, for goodness sakes, in the NFL. So, uh, you know, this has been a, a great home for for Coach Reed and his family and his staff. And, and boy, sometimes the stars align, don't they? Yeah, I, I remember. In fact, uh, so a, a little backstory here. So it was 10 years ago uh, between Christmas and New Year's. I actually... Uh, took a trip to Hawaii. I was in Maui, Hawaii, between Christmas and New Year's 10 years ago. And I remember it was one morning. It would have been in the afternoon back here, uh, but it was in the early morning in Hawaii. I wake up, um, you know, going to hang out on the beach, you know, do whatever for the day. And I turn on the TV on ESPN, and I see that the Kansas City Chiefs have hired Andy Reid as their new head coach. And I just was, I was elated at, at, in that moment. Um, I, you know, I knew that things didn't end well for him in Philadelphia, uh, and he had a couple of mediocre Eagles teams, and he hadn't won a Super Bowl, and that was a knock against him. Uh, but I remember remember sitting there thinking, "All right, we have suffered through with the Chiefs. Romeo Cornell as the interim head coach. The Todd Haley experiment was awful. Uh, you know, they they had a little bit of success with Herm Edwards, and then of course you go back with Dick Vermeil and Marty Schottenheimer, and you know those other guys. But it had been a while." since there had been a really solid and competent head coach for the Chiefs. And I couldn't have been more elated that day watching ESPN in my condo in Hawaii 
uh, and knowing that Kansas City had a really solid football coach coming in. Right. Well, we're, we're, we're talking about Hank Stram territory right now with regards sure. to Andy Reid. I mean, you know, legend. Uh, Hank Stram, Andy Reid, the day will come when people will say, uh, name, name the, the, the best coaches in the history of the Kansas City Chiefs. Hank Stram, Andy Reid. It's going to be that simple. Yeah. And, and, and where, not only that, Paul, but where do you right now, where do you put Andy Reid as far as coaches overall, like in the history of NFL coaches um, or even like current head coaches? Like we obviously Bill Belichick is up there. Um, would you go Belichick one, Andy Reid two? Or, or I mean, where, where does he place not only just currently, but overall? Well, that's that is that's that is really an interesting situation because right now Andy Reid's number five. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and put Andy Reid as the fifth best coach in the history okay. uh, of of the NFL. And let me just let me just run down this list real quick. I just called it up so I have the numbers right and all that. But let me just run this down real quick. Don Shula, winning his coach in the history of the NFL, 347 wins. Bill Belichick. 327 wins. Belichick, everybody believes, will at, at uh, in the near future surpass Don Shula. And where that stops, who knows. Uh, George Hallis, 324 uh, wins. By the way, we get to say George Hallis. It's always going to be a good radio show if we can say the words George Hallis. There you and then go. we'll make it even better. How about these? Th- this name? Tom Landry, 270 wins. Yeah. Andy yeah. Reid at... Uh, 262 wins. It won't be long before he, he you know, surpasses number four uh, with regards to wins in the NFL, and and uh, and that's really cool. The the next three three coaches. Let me just point those out because you just can't go wrong on a sports talk show saying these guys' name. Curly Lambeau, 229 wins. Paul Brown, 222 wins. Chuck Knoll, 209 wins. You just can't go wrong saying those names on a radio show. Like this, so uh, you know all 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 greatness to Andy Reid. He'll soon be the the fourth all time uh, winningest coach in the history of the NFL. Man, that is something, Tommy. That is something, something, something. Yeah, look, and, and you know, of course, it's been ten years since Andy Reid joined the Chiefs, and you know, I always look at the conference opponents, right, and what the other teams in the conference have attempted to do coaching wise in the last 10 years to compete with Andy Reid and to compete with the chiefs. I mean, we, we've talked about the acquisitions on the player level, right? The Russell Wilson's and Devonte Adams, of course. And the chargers drafting Justin Herbert, you know, of things course. like that. Sure. They, they want They want to compete with Kansas city. I get it. But th- there's also uh, these teams trying to go out and find coaches that can match up with Andy Reid as well. And look at the current coaches that are in the division. Brandon Staley has been criticized a lot for some of his play calling, some of the decision-making, some of the clock management. Uh, I don't think he's at the level of Andy Reid or anywhere close as a head coach. You've got Josh McDaniels, who we talked about yesterday on the show. I think Josh McDaniels is a fraud of a coach, and he's in Las Vegas. Uh, he doesn't any, you know, come anywhere near Andy Reid. And then in Denver, which is just a complete mess, they've got, you know, longtime assistant coach Jerry Rosberg as the interim head coach there with Denver. But come on, like just the, the way that Andy Reid, as the, as the coach of the Chiefs, towers over 
the coaching competition in that division. And it's been that way for a long time. It's unmatched. And of course, Kansas City plays at home at Arrowhead this Sunday, taking on those Denver Broncos. And Paul, there's been some news over the last 24 hours or so of Denver players like Jerry Judy coming to the defense of Russell Wilson. And Jerry Judy saying that anybody who's critical of Russell Wilson, they don't really know him. They don't really know his work ethic. They don't really know how good he is in the locker room. So there had been a story that had broken earlier this week, Paul. And I don't know if you saw this. Of Russell Wilson, it was basically revealed that he has his his own office in the Broncos facility. He's got his own parking space at the Broncos facility. And got, he got a lot of criticism for that. Like, are you more important than the team? You have your own office at the facility. What are you doing? And so some of his teammates are coming to his defense and saying, hey, he has his own office because he's there before everybody else. He stays later than everybody else. Where do you fall on that? Where do you fall on where Russell Wilson is in his career with the Broncos and the teammates that are now coming to his defense when people are critical of him? Is a quarterback not a de facto coach on the field? Because in my opinion, in most cases, the great ones are coaches uh, on the field as well as 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 the quarterback. And so uh, that's I'm glad you pointed out the reason that he has these these perks. I guess they're perks, uh, because to me, if you have an office, you're going to be expected to use it. You're going to expect to be there. You're going to be expected to watch film and spend a lot of time there. The reason is because he spends more time at that facility than 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 other mere mortal football players on that team. So, you know, I don't have a problem with that. In fact, I think it makes a lot of sense. Now, to me, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm crazy. It makes sense to have, uh, have your quarterback with a special place, a special computer, you know, all the things that you need to, to prepare. Because there's nobody that watches film more uh, in preparation for a football game than the quarterback. That's just the way it is. Uh, partly because there's so much in the NFL that these guys can do to you. you got to know it. And you've got to watch film. You've got to watch more film than practically anybody on the entire football team um, that uh, just to prepare for an NFL defense. It's just amazing what they can do. So I get it. I don't have a problem with it. His own parking spot, I, it's, it's okay with me. I, you could give everybody an assigned parking spot. It wouldn't matter to me. It would be fine with me. But, uh, yeah, I, I get it. But, listen, right now the Denver Broncos are in such a fiasco that I'm not sure that that they're capable. I, at first, I thought it's still going to be a great job to have. I'm not sure that it's a great job. There might need to be some changes in general general manager, in uh, player development, in player personnel, in in numerous departments, and maybe that whole program just needs to be. You know, you can't get rid of the owner, but maybe that's a program that needs to kind of start from scratch. And get that right that right coach for this particular team. And you mentioned Josh McDaniels. Just real quick, let me just say this. Yeah, I've never been so disappointed in a in a potential uh, head coach who I thought may have a chance to be great. He has disappointed me greatly, partly because he's from the uh, the uh, family tree of uh, Joe Bel- uh, of Bill Belichick. That that affects the way I look at some of these coaches because I think to myself to have the opportunity to, to learn what Belichick knows would be something special not everybody gets. So right now, Josh McDaniels, to me, might be the biggest disappointing coach that I've ever experienced. And I'm going to put it at the college level and at the pro level. So you are, yeah, it's bad. You, 
you were spot on with that guy. Spot yeah, on. It, it, it's bad. It's, it's bad. bad. And, and going back to going back to the uh, the comments you made about about Denver and what they're going to do with the head coaching search, um, I, I'm I'm staying firm on my thought that they're going to have a really hard time attracting a top tier coach to come and and be in Denver. Right. Um, yeah. And I've heard names like Jim Harbaugh, and Sean Payton, and guys like that. I just don't see that happening because uh, the the way that the organization handled the Russell Wilson trade and giving up everything, giving up their future, <clears throat> giving up a ton of draft picks and then signing Russell Wilson to a massive deal. They have no draft picks left. They have not. The, the cupboard is bare in Denver and they can't cut Russell Wilson. They, they're stuck with him. And so I'm not sure that there's going to be a top tier coach who's going to be willing to uh, to be there. And I think that the story for the game going back to Kansas City and Denver on Sunday I think the storyline is more about Denver than it is about Kansas right, City. Right, right. Um, I, I think I think really the the only storyline that I'm following with Kansas City in this game on Sunday is can they not play down to their competition? Right. Can they actually put their throat on or the, their foot on the throat right, of right. an inferior opponent? Right. Can they do that? Yeah. Because they haven't shown that they've been able to do that right. this season. Right. That's the only storyline I'm following with Kansas City. Yeah. Everything else is with Denver. Yeah. It's with this interim head coach. It's with these players that are wanting to try to prove uh, that the the whole issue in Denver is not on them that Nathaniel Hackett was to blame for a good majority of it, and they want to go out there and they want to play hard for their interim coach. Right. And so that that's really the yeah. major storyline I'm watching for the game on Sunday. You know, you put it so well. I, I just love the way you put it, and, and you're right. No draft picks, no cap space. Boy, that's a horrible combination of a job to have, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't know that an NFL job can get any worse than get, can get worse than that. No, no draft picks, no cap space. Man, I'll tell you what, that's as bad as it gets. So you're exactly right. I hadn't quite looked at it like that, and but you just summarized and just made it crystal clear to me why the Denver Broncos is a horrible job to have. Granted, it's a beautiful part of the country. That's not what great, great heritage of football in that city with with regards to the Broncos. I get all of that, but there are some reasons why that's not going to be an attractive job for a top notch. Uh, potential head coach who's going to look at that job and say, hmm, success is going to be harder to get there than one might think. Yeah, so Russell Wilson uh, was on record earlier this week talking about Nathaniel Hackett uh, and basically shouldering some of the blame and saying that he wished that he could have played better for Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, you think? You think you would have wished to play a little bit better <laughs> yeah. for Nathaniel Hackett? Yeah, I mean, I and, and that's where I do. that's where I do feel – a little bad for Nathaniel Hackett, 100%. He was in over his head. We knew that in week one. Yeah, we knew that of. when he he trotted out Brandon McManus to kick a, what, a 64-yard field goal as opposed to trying to go for it to win the game. And, of course, the kick came up way short. And that at that point, I remember having a conversation with Jacob the Monday after being like, uh-oh, that was not good clock management, not good game management yep. from the rookie head coach in Denver. So, he, yeah, he absolutely had his issues. Uh, but I do feel a little bad for him because it's not like the Broncos were tied to him like they were tied to Russell Wilson. So if there was ever going to be a change made in Denver, it absolutely was going to be the head coach where they could cut ties with him. No big deal. They're not saddled with a massive, massive contract to the head coach like they were to the quarterback. Hmm. I think you're probably right, but it'll be interesting to see who takes that job. And right now, 
there's no big names that I've heard uh, at looking at that job. And, and we, you know, you've done a great job on this segment, Tommy, of showing us why that is. Why is it that nobody is showing a lot of interest in the Denver job? Now, they'll get a coach. Don't, don't get me wrong. They'll find one. Then somebody will take that job. But uh, it may not be somebody you're heard of or you're familiar with. Have I ever told you before that I like having you on the show because you compliment me nonstop? Jacob doesn't do that. Jacob, he, he never tells me that my takes are spot on, never tells me that I'm right on things. What? I appreciate having you on here, Paul. What? Ja- Jacob, you make me, you make me that, feel better about myself. Well, that's important for me to do. That's why I'm here. That's why Jed, Jed every morning I walk in, he says, now remember, Paul, make Tommy feel good about himself. That's what Jed <laughs> says every day. Right, Jed? Eh. No. <laughs> oh, okay. No, well, never mind. <laughs> well, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. You, you, could, be, you could be a motivational speaker there, Paul. Hey, all one right. quick stat. Uh, one quick stat about this game uh, on Sunday with Kansas City and Denver. Uh, and it's actually really good timing as we're going to segue into our Friday football picks here in the next segment. Did you know, Paul, that NFL teams since 2010, when they have played their very first game with an interim coach, those teams – have gone 14 and 9 against the spread in the last 12 years. So I'm not suggesting that Denver's going to win the game. I don't think they will, but that spread is large. It's like 12 and a half points. Whoa. And teams that have played their very first game with an interim head coach have gone 14 and 9 against the spread. Uh, which could lend a little bit of an argument that maybe Denver's going to want to come out and play with their hair on fire for their interim coach. That's a that's a heck of a that's a heck of a stat. That kind of changes maybe maybe that changes the way I look at this game. I don't know. I've still got a little time to think about that one as well. Still haven't well, decided you got a couple on K State Alabama. Yeah. Have you made a decision? I guess you can um, tell me I'm, next I'm leaning. Yeah, I'm leaning a certain way. Okay. Um, you've got a couple more minutes to think about I'm it because about we're going to go ahead and take a break a couple minutes early here because we're going to get into our Friday football picks. Jacob is obviously not with us, so Jad will read his picks. We know what his picks are. We've got them. Jad will read them. Uh, he'll basically be Jacob's representative on the show. Uh, for our our pick segment, and it's coming up next, so hang on for that. We're also going to get to K-State and KU basketball and a few other news and notes here on the program. It's all coming up for you on Sports Daily. Hang on. Time to hear what the Sports Daily staff thinks of the weekend games. All right, welcome back into Sports Daily. It's a Friday edition, the final show of the year before we get in to 2023. And it's our final Friday football picks of 2022. We're going to keep going, though. Obviously, the NFL season uh, will continue and, and all of that. But it's our final pick segment of the entire year. Tommy Castor, Paul Savage, Jad Chambers producing, Jacob Albrock not with us today, but we do have his selections of the games that we have to run down here in just a few minutes. But before we get into that, Jad, I know you've got receipts from last week, and I would love it oh, yeah. if you let everybody <laughs> yeah. know yeah. how amazing I was last week. Right. You've begged for us not to remake <laughs> reports like this over the past few weeks. But to this week, oh, yeah, let's hear about it, Jad. What do you got? Let's hear it, Jad. Let's hear about it. Well, going into the uh, Liberty Bowl, you were tied with uh, Paul. But Paul had yeah. chosen Arkansas, and KU managed to cover. Mm. 
uh, in that did. incredible game. And so, yeah, uh, you went eight and two on the week. A very good Wait, week. Wait, say that again? You <laughs> Will you stop it? Enough's <laughs> enough. For God's sake, you can't milk it forever. Let me let me say that's, this though. That's eight and two, baby. That's eighty <laughs> percent. That's eight and two, and that's a great week. But Paul went seven and three, and you're still ten games behind him. Oh, well, would you repeat that again? <laughs> what, would you? What was that again, Jed? I'm sorry. I, I mean, didn't that's catch beside that. the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paul still has a pretty comfortable lead in the picks, so you're gonna. As amazing a week as that was, you're still gonna have to do better if you want to catch him. Well, look, at least I got a game on him, so I'll take that for sure. Yeah, that <laughs> that Liberty Bowl was pretty crazy. A three-point spread, and, of course, the Jayhawks lose by two, uh, so they cover that, and, and that, that was just incredible to, to wrap up our, our picks for last week. All right, Jad, go ahead and hit the music. Well, hang on one we second. We will go ahead. I would, okay. I would be a little remiss if I didn't mention that Jacob went 5-5, five and five, uh, and so uh, who he, cares? he had had a fantastic week the week before and had managed to catch you, but... Uh, well, now he's he's languishing in last place again. Oh, <laughs> what a Love shame. It. Oh. Love it. I feel All right, so let's get bad. into it. You can go ahead and hit that music now, Jad, and let's get into our picks for this week. Uh, of course, like I mentioned before, Jacob is not here, so Jad will handle his picks that we received from him a little while ago. We're going to start in the NFL, uh, and we're going to start with the, the game that we were just talking about, Paul, the Broncos at the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. It's a noon game on Sunday. The Chiefs are once again double-digit favorites. They've not performed great uh, against the spread in covering this season, although they did on New- on Christmas Eve, that is, against the Seattle Seahawks at home. It's 12.5-point favorites Kansas City are uh, on Sunday. What do you like in this game, Paul? Well, I certainly don't like the Broncos, and though it's 12.5 points, listen, I'm going to go ahead and take the Chiefs, and part of the reason is because of all the teams, of all the teams in the NFL – Who's ready to check in their equipment? I think it's the Broncos. They're ready. Yeah. The, the end of the season can't get here quick enough. They're tired of being, you know, the butt of jokes. Uh, the Broncos show up. They don't perform. Chiefs win this comfortably, and I'm thinking it's going to be by a lot more than 12 and a half. I'm taking the Chiefs. All right, Jad, what does Jacob think with this game on Sunday? Well, Jacob agrees. He's going to go with the, the Chiefs. Attaboy. Yeah, here uh, we go. This one's this was tough because I've got <clears throat> I've got that opportunity for an island here, uh, but I don't dr- I don't trust the Broncos at all. Even though I saw what they did against Kansas City a couple of weeks ago, where they made it a game uh, in Denver. Uh, they they've got an interim head coach. I know the stats uh, with teams with interim coaches. Their first game. I understand all that. It's a huge double digit spread. That being said, I think Kansas City will figure it out and be able to play a better game against a bad opponent in Denver. I'll make it a clean sweep. I'll take Kansas City You've minus got 12 no and a half. Guts. You know I can't You've I can't pick the Broncos. No guts. <laughs> the Broncos are terrible. I can't pick the Broncos. Right. I can't. They lost 51 to 14 on Christmas All Day right. against the Rams and Baker Mayfield. I can't I don't trust him. I can't pick him to cover that. I'm going to take Kansas City. All right, our next game. This one I would have never picked, Paul. I would have never looked at this as a potential game for us to pick. But both of these teams are kind of interesting. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road taking on the Houston Texans. The Texans are far out of it, but they've played much better in recent weeks. And the Jags, they could very easily win the AFC South. The Jags are four-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Houston. What do you think? You know something? 
I have I have really made money with the Texans this year by not picking the Texans. And for that reason only, uh, the Jags still have a little something to play for. I'm going to go ahead and take the Jags on the road, and I'm going to go ahead and give the four and a half. Yeah, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and go next year, and then we'll get uh, Jacob's thoughts. As much as I like what the Texans have done over the last couple of weeks, you know, they very nearly beat the Cowboys. They very nearly beat the Chiefs. Uh, they, they, they got a win last week. Jacksonville has a lot to play for. The fact that the spread is under a touchdown, I think Jacksonville can cover that on the road. Uh, and they could very easily, with Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence, be headed to the playoffs. So I'm going to take Jacksonville. I'll lay the points at four and a half. Uh, that's kind of what I'm thinking. What about you, uh, Jad? What does Jacob think? Uh, Jacob's going to make it a sweep. Oh, this this is wow. something. Yeah. What a boring what a boring pick selection. <laughs> What's going so on far? in this segment? What happened to this segment? Boy, it's gone downhill fast. Let me just say this. I am so glad, Tommy, that Paul didn't goad you into taking the Chiefs Island. But are you sure you don't want this one? Yeah, that's, that's I don't know. That's a good. I'm point. not gonna be. That's a good. I'm not point. gonna be the one this entire time <laughs> to be the only one goaded into, go into taking islands because that's how <laughs> you go like two and eight or three and seven for a week. Yeah. Uh, by taking those stupid risks, so I'm calculated. I'm not gonna take that one. Uh, let's move ahead now to the Panthers on the road taking on the Buccaneers. The Bucks are three and a half point favorites at home. The Panthers, can you believe it? They could still win their division, the NFC South. They're not out of it. This is a huge divisional matchup with the Panthers on the road at Tampa Bay. Uh, Jad, let's start with you and uh, let us know what Jacob thinks in this game. Uh, Jacob's going to go with the Panthers. He thinks they have a lot to play for. They do have a lot to play for. Uh, It's remarkable what they've been able to do under Steve Wilkes as the interim head coach. They don't have Baker Mayfield anymore. Uh, they don't have Christian McCaffrey anymore. Uh, it, it, it's crazy what they've been able to accomplish this season with Sam Darnold, of all people, at quarterback. In Tampa Bay has been less than impressive. The fact that the Panthers are getting three and a half points, uh, I don't know. This one's tough. I think I've got to go with Jacob and say the Panthers. Paul, what about you? Well... Thank you, and I appreciate both of you guys taking the Panthers. This is a chance on a on a better than 50-50 shot of being on an island. Tom Brady, do I need to say more? Defensive Tampa Bay is not bad. I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to go on that island, and here's where I pick up a game on you guys. I've got guts. You don't. <laughs> you know, that's actually not a terrible island to be on because of Tom Brady. Um, yeah, he's not played well. I think we can all say that. We can all admit that. Uh, but having an island with Brady, uh, I don't think that's a terrible pick. We'll see how that one pans out. All right, the New York Jets are two-point favorites on the road at Seattle, taking on the Seahawks. We saw the Seahawks last week against the Chiefs inside Arrowhead, and the Seahawks didn't look great. They haven't looked great over the last month or so, and at one point we were talking about them potentially winning the NFC West. Doesn't look like that's going to be happening anymore. That being said... This game is in Seattle. It's kind of a toss-up, but the Jets do get Mike White back at quarterback. So I'll take the Jets. I'll lay the two points. I think they can cover that. Uh, Let's go to Paul. Paul, what do you think? I think the same thing. I'm going to go ahead and take the Jets. I think this is basically a coin flip as well. I'm right with you. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the Jets. 
I just don't have that feeling that I should have for the Seahawks at this point. I'll go ahead and take the Jets. Yeah, you know, the Seahawks did underwhelm uh, last week in right. Kansas City. So uh, that's kind of the same logic that I'm using. Jad, what about you? What does Jacob think on this? You guys have given Jacob an island because he's going to go with the Seahawks. Yeah, okay. they didn't look great last week, but they were playing Kansas City. Yeah, <laughs> that's not that, again. That's not a bad island to be on. Uh, you know, I, I get the, I understand the Geno Smith Island and the way that they've been able to play. Uh, I think they've won more games than really anybody would have projected that they would win. So that's not a terrible island to be on. We'll see if that one pans out for Jacob. All right, it's a battle of Los Angeles. The Rams at the Chargers. Paul, we'll start with you. The Chargers are six and a half point home favorites, although the the home is the the same home for the Rams, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, But what do you think? Do you think the Chargers can cover six and a half? Well, this is an interesting game because it kind of goes against my philosophy of how I determine who I'm going to pick. I know you are a guy who loves to study who's injured, who's not playing, who may play, who may play and they're not full strength. I know you love studying that stuff. Normally, it wouldn't matter to me because this is professional football and a lot of guys can play this game and play it at a high level. But the Rams are a little unique on this because they're banged up. They got guys I've never heard of playing on their football team at this point. The Rams are so beat up that even I, who doesn't really care who's hurt and who's not hurt, uh, I can't take the Rams because of their beat-up stature. I'm taking the Chargers. Jad, what does Jacob think in this one? Uh, apparently he he agrees. He's going to go with the Chargers. All right, I'm going to have my first island. I'm Atta taking boy. the Rams in this, and, and it's very easy for me to pick the Rams because the Chargers don't have much to play for. They've made the playoffs. They're in, and they're not winning the division, so they're locked into a playoff spot. Uh, the, the, if if I were the Chargers, if I were Brandon Staley, I would arrest a lot of people. And then look at the Rams. They hung 51 points on the Broncos at home on Christmas Day. Baker Mayfield, yeah, they're not making the playoffs, but Baker Mayfield is playing for his future. He's playing over the last couple of weeks for another team to take a shot on him to be their starting quarterback in 2023. So for that and the fact that they're getting six and a half, give me the Rams. I'll take that island all day long. All right, another big game in the NFL that we're going to look at here. The Vikings who have won their division, the NFC North. They're on the road at Green Bay, and Green Bay is battling for a playoff spot. Can you believe it, Paul? The Vikings are three-and-a-half-point road underdogs, and they've won the division. What do you think about that? Do you buy into that? Are you taking the Packers? What are your thoughts? I haven't bought into it all year long. However, I'm thinking I might buy into it this one week and give it a shot. The Vikings have stunk for me. They have literally stunk for me. I've done horribly picking any game the Vikings are involved in. But you know what I'm They've won the any? division, though. But I know, and I haven't picked him enough. That's I mean, I've wow. ha- I have stunk with the Vikings. Uh, not that they're a bad team or a good team. All I'm saying is, for me, I've not picked them well. But I'm going to pick them tonight. I'm going to pick them today. I'm going to take them right now. I'm going to go ahead and uh, take the three and a half and go with the Vikings. So the Vikings have won more one-score games this season than any other team in the NFL. And they've been able to pull it out all year long. Um, I was on the Vikings as potentially winning the NFC. I'm still on that. But the fact that the Vikings have already won the division and the fact that the Packers have to win, it's a must-win at home in Lambeau 
for them to keep pace to maybe make the playoffs and that it's Aaron Rodgers. The young receivers are getting healthier with Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. They're starting to gel better with Aaron Rodgers. I think I'm going to take the Packers at home and I'll lay the points. I, I'm, it's kind of a toss up for me, but I don't blame you. I'm going to go with Green Bay. Jad, what does Jacob think? Uh, Jacob agrees with Paul. He's going to go Vikings. Wow. Another island. You're going to give me an Aaron Rodgers island, Paul? Well, we'll see. I mean, I mean it's not like they've actually, you know, blown everybody's socks off this year. Well, they've looked a lot better in, the, in recent weeks than they did before. They were left for dead back in, like, early November. And now here they are with an opportunity to get a wild card spot in the NFC. It's a must win for Green Bay. So that one's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Our final NFL pick. This one's probably the most difficult one of the entire week to pick. It's Monday Night Football. The Buffalo Bills on the road. They're laying one point. They're one point road favorites against the Cincinnati Bengals. Jad, let's start with you. What does Jacob think in this one? Uh, Jacob's going to go with the Bengals. All right. I mean, it is it is kind of a toss-up, right? It's a coin flip when you're getting one point at home. Uh, Paul, what do you think? You know, something I've been with the Bills a lot, and I think I'm probably about 500. So uh, this is one of those games that I, you know, I asked uh, uh, our, our, our NFL betting guru about this the other day. I get, Well, I guess it was yesterday. Yeah. And uh, she didn't help me out on it because I really still don't know the direction to go. But my <laughs> gut is going to tell me, my gut is going to tell me to take the Bills. I don't even know why I'm taking the Bills, but I'm taking the Bills. Yeah. Um, again, it's a coin flip, right? Yeah. That being said, Cincinnati has looked like probably the most complete team in football for the last month or so. Yep. Uh, and the the Bills have continued to win. Don't get me wrong, uh, but they've not looked as dominant as they did early in the season. That's true. Uh, of course, they've had they've had injuries and and all of that. Von Miller out for the year, all of that. Uh, this is a big game, and you know what? I'm going to pick the Bengals. I'm going to go with Jacob here on this. Only, I mean, simply put, for the reason that if the Bengals win and Kansas City wins against Denver, then Kansas City gets the one seat back in the AFC. So I'm going to go with the Bengals at home, getting a point. Uh, go ahead and sign me up for that. All right, we're going to shift gears and look at college football now. Three big bowl games that we're going to be picking. Uh, we're going to start off with TCU, the representative of the Big 12 in the CFP. And they're taking on Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines. Paul, we'll start with you, TCU. They are road dogs, seven and a half points. Your thoughts on this game? Well, this is this is a game, obviously, we're all going to watch. We have a lot of interest. You know, pride of the Big 12. You and I live in Big 12 country. We love the Big 12. This is where we're at. But TCU is a really good football team. But I don't know that they're good enough to cover seven and a half points with Michigan. Michigan is an outstanding physical football team. And because of the physicality of Michigan, I'm going to go ahead and take Michigan. I don't want to. But I'm out to win this whole thing, so I'm going to take Michigan. Yeah, uh, I'm reluctant to agree with you, but I will. Um, I think it's going to be Michigan. Uh, as much as I've enjoyed watching TCU this season and, and what Max Duggan has been able to do, and Quentin Johnston is an NFL-caliber wide receiver, and Sonny Dykes in his first year in, in uh, Fort Worth, he's built a great program there in TCU. To get them to the CFP, it's been fun to watch. I've loved watching it. 
I think Michigan is at a different level. And what, what Harbaugh is doing in Ann Arbor is incredible. Uh, I'll take Michigan. I'll lay the points. I think they win by 10. That's my prediction for this game. Jad, what does Jacob think in this bowl game? Well, you're going to give him another island because he's going with TCU. and he's got He's got ground to make up, so he'll take it. Wow. All right. I mean, of course, they're getting seven and a half points, and maybe it's that half a point. You know, maybe he thinks that TCU can keep it within a touchdown. Uh, that's only my speculation. All right, the other big semifinal game on Saturday, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, they're taking on the number one Georgia Bulldogs. Ohio State, as we know, uh, crept their way barely into the CFP. They're the number four seed taking on the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs are six and a half point favorites in this game. I'll go ahead and start. I, I don't see a reason to not pick Georgia. I think it's the Bulldogs. They've been the top team in America all year long. Ohio State, there was an argument for them to not even make the playoff. Uh, I'm going to take the Bulldogs, uh, and I'll, I'll lay those points. Jad, what about Jacob? What does he think of this one? J- uh, Jacob thinks Ohio State can keep it within the number. He's going wow. to Ohio State, yeah. Okay. So he's taking both underdogs in the semifinals in the yep. CFP this weekend. That's a bold move. Paul, what about you? Which Ohio State team shows up? Because right now, I like Georgia. Their physicality, this is, this is the closest thing in the country at this point. To an NFL team, and uh, six and a half points, that'll be covered in the first uh, quarter and a half. By halftime, it'll be 14. This is going to be a blowout. Ohio State has shown that there are times where they don't play complete games, and games get away from them. Not a lot of games, but but one or two have gotten away from them. I'm going to go ahead and take Georgia as well and put Jacob on that island. Wow, we're giving Jacob an island in both semifinal games in the CFP this weekend. We'll see how that pans out for him. Our final game, Paul, that we're going to pick. I hope you've come up with the decision. Do you want to go last? Let me ask you that. No, you want to go last I'll on go this ahead. one? Let me go first. Uh, let me just go okay. ahead. And, and, All right, so and it's, be- it's, well, of course, Kansas State in the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans taking on Alabama. We'll set the stage here for you. The Wildcats are six-and-a-half-point underdogs. You've had quite a bit of time to think about it. Which way are you leaning? Where are you going to go? May I ask you a question before I answer? Is that all right? And sure. Give, that's I fine. know you'll give me an honest answer. Yeah. Does Deuce Vaughn rush for 100 yards? Oh, man. Uh, you see where I'm going with this? Yeah, I do. I, I think that's, a, that's, oh, that's really do. fair. That's a really fair question. Okay. Because anybody who thinks that Deuce Vaughn is going to rush for 100-plus yards would take Kansas State, and that would change the complexion of this football game. I don't think Deuce Vaughn gets 100 yards, I guess is where I'm at. And I'm not looking at a lot of things, but I'm looking at the ability of K-State to run the football and their need to run the football and have success running the football game against Alabama. I'm not sure they can. Alabama's good up front, and they got linebackers. You have heard the term, linebackers that play downhill. Alabama's got a couple of linebackers that play downhill, my friend. I'm going to go ahead and reluctantly take Alabama, but I can see where this could easily be a 21-point game or more with Alabama winning. Uh, Unless Deuce Vaughn, Deuce is loose. If we can get Deuce loose, then KSU will have a chance to win this football game, but I'm going to take Alabama. All right, Jad, what does Jacob think? Uh, Jacob's going to K-State. K-State. All right, he's yep. taking the underdog. 
Wildcats, man, look, as much as I really, really, really want to pick K-State, and as much as I don't want to give Jacob an island here for all three college games we're picking this weekend, I I think I have to. Uh, I think I have to give him an island. I think I've got to go Alabama. I think it wouldn't shock me one bit if Kansas State wins this game. And I will come on this show and I will say I was wrong. Kansas State was better. Uh, I think that can absolutely happen. Those scenarios, we've talked about them at length. They're there. The Wildcats can win for sure. I just think it's more likely that Alabama covers. Uh, It's six and a half. If it was more than a touchdown, I'd probably go Kansas State. But it's six and a half. I think I'm going to go Crimson Tide reluctantly, kind of like you, Paul. But I'm, I'm cheering for Kansas State. I want to see the Wildcats win. I would happily take a loss if that was the case. Me too. Any final thoughts, Paul, for you? Yeah, I, I'm with you. I will gladly give up that off of my score totals for next week to have Kansas State prove me wrong. I will gladly uh, give that up if K-State wins because it would be great for the Big 12. This is a game for all the Big 12, not just Kansas State fans, but this is important to, to the image of the Big 12. All right. Well, there it is. And, of course, Jad will keep all the, the records of everything, and we'll uh, we'll find out where we stand when we do uh, our picks next week. Jacob will be back for all of that. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, our final full segment as we wrap up the final Sports Daily of 2022. It's on the way for you. Hang on. It's Sports Daily. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
All right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily, Tommy Castor, Paul Savage, Jad Chambers producing the show. Real quick, Paul, before we take our final break of the show, we didn't get a chance to mention Kansas State basketball and KU basketball, both kicking off Big 12 play this weekend. It's kind of a juggernaut for the Wildcats. They start off at home against the number 24-ranked West Virginia Mountaineers. And then they go on the road, the number six ranked Texas Longhorns on Tuesday. And then they're also on the road at the 12 ranked Baylor Bears next Saturday. So three ranked opponents to kick off Big 12 play. And then for the Kansas Jayhawks, they're at home in Allen Fieldhouse tomorrow taking on Oklahoma State. They're on the road at Texas Tech next Tuesday. And then a big matchup on the road in West Virginia next Saturday. So what are you looking forward to most with both of these teams as they kick off conference play? Well, obviously, just Big 12 uh, you know, play is going to be really fascinating because you've got a, you've got a conference with 10 teams that could win, win the Big 12 championship. I mean, seriously, yeah. this, is one of those, this is one of those years where even the weakest of all the sisters, which I guess would be Ohio, uh, or, uh, uh, Oklahoma State, I, I guess, yeah. they're, the, they're the, the weak sister, and that's not a very weak sister, I can tell you that. They're going to win a bunch of games. But, you know, this is one of those years where I'm about to say something crazy, and you can say I'm nuts if you would like to. It would be fine with me. The Big 12 championship in conference could have five losses. I think that that is possible yeah. because every team is going to be a battle. There's going to be It's going to be very, very hard for a Big 12 team to get a number one seed. The champion's probably going to be a number two seed just because this league is going to beat each other up so bad that <laughs> – it's going to look weak in a way, but that weakness that some might perceive is actually the strength of this league. There isn't a weak sister in the entire league, and that's that's yeah. the fascinating part of what's about to happen with Big 12 uh, play in basketball. That's going to be fascinating w- to watch. Right. It wouldn't surprise me one bit if we have eight or nine teams from the Big 12 in uh, March Madness. It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. I think that we, we know – quite a bit about the Jayhawks, right? We, we know yes, how good they are. We know yes. their production. What I'm really interested in is with Kansas State and Jerome Tang. Uh, they had a great non-conference play. I want to see if that can continue into conference play. And these three games to kick off conference play for the Wildcats, they're really tough. They're, they're, they're going to have a, a real big reality check really, really quickly uh, as they kick off conference play. Both of those teams are in action tomorrow on New Year's Eve as they start Big 12 play. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to take our final time out, tell you what's on tap coming up this weekend on the network. And then, of course, we're going to uh, we're also going to mention the death of one of soccer's biggest stars of all time. That's coming up for you on Sports Daily. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.